Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. Denver Broncos to kick it off. You can find all my work, scoutfantasysports.com. Plenty of content put up there today. Dr. Otto's Thursday night preview. We have a week seven stardom article. I have my week sitem article, week seven sitem article, Dr. Otto's podcast, and of course our fantasy football wide receiver matchup reports. Really useful tool here, which tells you how teams fare against wide receiver ones, wide receiver twos, threes, and tight ends. So Especially now that we have several weeks of data, you know, this could be critical in terms of kind of uncovering what teams do at a certain position and might be able to uncover a sleeper or an under the radar play in DFS. So you can check that out now on the site. Uh, also, you can ask your questions on the message boards and the forums at any time. And if you enter the promo code RONUS70, you get 70% off your first month. So basically, it, it's essentially free. So you could test this out for a month. You could see all the good things we do. And then come join for the season and pile up that money. Also, make sure you check us out, Scout DFS. Obviously, we've got NFL, where we had another good week. Optimizer was pumping out a lot of winning picks last week. We got NHL and NBA. And if you want to test out the NBA, you get a seven-day free trial. So head on over now, Scout DFS. And uh, Optimizer was really money last year. So you know, try it out for a week, win some money, and then come join us for the year. And you know, you're going to make the membership back with uh, all the winnings you'll get, whether it's cash games or tournaments. And for those that haven't played NBA DFS, it's a lot of fun. It's actually my favorite DFS sport. Now, it is challenging at times because of the injury report, and it's not like the other sports where baseball we get three hours before the game, the lineups, NFL we get an hour and a half before the game. There's really no rules in the NBA, so a lot of times you find out last minute, like we didn't know – uh, night one on Tuesday, we didn't know about Steven Adams until right before the game. Now, if you play on a site like FanDuel, it locks at tip-off, but FanDuel has changed their rules this year. They drop your lowest score. DraftKings does have late swap, so if you are on DraftKings and you saw that Steven Adams news, you could have uh, changed your lineup, got him in, take someone out, and make some adjustments. So it all depends on your lifestyle. Some people don't want to be at the computer all night. They just want to sit their lineup and leave. Then FanDuel would be the site for you if you have the time to monitor it and make the late changes and adjust, then DraftKings is the site for you. But we'll have you covered. You can check it out, Scout DFS. And also make sure you check out VegasWhispers.com for all your gambling needs, uh, betting on the games. And they give out a free pick occasionally. The free pick on Monday night was the over on the 49ers-Packers game, and obviously that worked out very well. So uh, 
plenty of uh, ways to make money with us. So make sure that you check it out uh, at scoutfantasysports.com and scoutdfs. We'll have Steve Renner from Scout DFS. He's going to join me in the final two segments to talk about the Week 7 slate. Very interesting as well because we got a couple of high-scoring games that are not on the main slate because Sunday night, Chiefs were flexed. Originally, it was going to be the 49ers and the Rams, but they realized that game sucked, so they flexed it out and put in the Bengals-Chiefs, so second straight Sunday night that we see the Chiefs, but that is not good for the main slate. And then Monday night, Falcons-Giants, that's going to be a high-scoring game as well. So makes that Sunday, Monday main slate, Sunday night, Monday night, very interesting, but makes it a little bit more challenging here for the main slate. But uh, we'll navigate through it, figure it out, and let you know what to do. Let's take a look at some of the news from today. Big news today for the Saints. They put Ted Ginn on injured reserve. Remember, he hurt his knee in week four. He did not play in week five, and they had a bye last week. And it did not get better, so he will miss at least eight weeks. So this is really good news for Traquan Smith and Cameron Meredith. Now, Traquan Smith was someone who I wrote about late August, and I said, you know, this is someone to stash in deeper formats because he is very talented. He was one of the most talented receivers coming out of the draft. He went to Central Florida, and he had a very impressive preseason. But we know the Saints tend to spread the ball around and – you know, he wasn't really playing many snaps uh, to begin the year. It was a lot of Kamara and Thomas. But in week five, when Ginn was out, we obviously saw Traquan Smith have a big game. Now, he didn't have a lot of targets. He had three targets in that game, but he caught all three for 111 yards and two touchdowns, including the 500 touchdown for Drew Brees. So he played 67% of the snaps. Cameron Meredith played 46% of the snaps, and Meredith did have five targets, five for 71. So I think Smith is the guy that I prefer. Uh, and obviously, he'll be a little more boom-bust, but still, I mean, he showed the ability to get past the defense. So uh, I actually have both in the uh, Beat Adam Ronis Fantasy Football World Championship online league draft that he did in Vegas. So uh been holding on to Trey Quan Smith, and uh, good to see this. And uh, I think I'm going to get him in my lineup this week. And he might still be there on waivers. You know, again, I wrote about him before the year. He's been in the waiver wire column a couple times, including this past week. Basically, you know, as a stash. And, you know, if you were in a 12-team league, yeah, it might have been difficult to own him. But I think now he's definitely in play. No question about it. So uh, definitely good news. Uh, Cameron Meredith did practice today. Obviously, he's coming off that knee injury. So uh, they'll both benefit. But if I'm going to pick up one, especially, you know, if he's near the end of my bench, uh, I want Traquan Smith because he has that big, big upside. So definitely this bodes well for him with Ted Ginn hitting the injured reserve officially today. Dalvin Cook has been frustrating. You know, and I talked about this. You know, everyone is getting on Leonard Fournette, and he's obviously a headache. But I think Dalvin Cook has been just as bad. You know, Fournette went earlier, sometimes mid-first round, late-first round. I know in a lot of the high-stakes leagues, sometimes he was going as high as 7 or 8. Dalvin Cook started to fall a little bit as drafts went on, sometimes late-first round, early-second round. But he's been just as much of a headache. I mean, he hasn't played much either. He's only played three games this year. And then when he did return in week four, he only played the first half. Ten carries, 20 yards. He hasn't scored a touchdown this year. So it's been just as bad for Dalvin Cook. And there might be teams out there that have Fournette and Dalvin Cook. I mean, you talk about a nightmare. But there was a lot of confusion today with Dalvin Cook, whether he played or not. Because remember, he put in a full practice on Wednesday. But apparently he is listed officially on the Vikings 
injury report as did not practice today. So this is not good here on a Thursday that he does not practice at all. So we'll see if the Vikings were just being cautious and resting him. Obviously, Friday is going to be a big deal, but just when you were beginning to feel a little bit optimistic about getting Dalvin Cook in your lineup, you really have to think twice now. And obviously, Latavius Murray would become a good start if Cook is out uh, against the Jets this week. So that's something that you're really going to have to pay attention to. And even if Cook does play, I don't even know if you have a lot of confidence right now in him. And it is a little bit more difficult this week because we do have four teams on by. But that's going to be a big story here the rest of the week as far as the practice reports to see what Dalvin Cook does. Uh, the other One of the other big stories is T.Y. Hilton. He put in a full practice Wednesday. He was downgraded to limited today. But basically all the reports have been positive, and it sounds like he is going to be good to go and won't be limited against the Bills this week. So we'll see. The thing is going to be interesting is do the Bills shadow him with Tredavious White. Either way, I have Hilton in a couple leagues, and I'm going to get him back in there. If he's good to go, you know, he was getting a ton of targets beforehand from Andrew Luck. And we all knew as long as Andrew Luck was uh, healthy that he was going to uh, connect with Hilton quite often, and we've seen it. He's gotten a lot of volume so far. So uh, Hilton's in a good spot as long as he's healthy. So, yeah, if he goes, I'm going to play him. And I just had a question about that on the message board on ScoutFantasySports.com. And it's not like it was great options either, but just was asking, is Hilton a must-start? I don't know if I use the word must-start, but I think in a lot of scenarios, you're going to play him. Maybe you're in a 10-team league and you're stacked a wide receiver and all the other receivers are in a good spot. Sure. But if you're playing in a high-stakes league, 12 teams, 20 roster spots, I can't imagine you have several options better than T.Y. Hilton if he is a full go this week. Concerning news here with Allen Robinson, he did not practice today with a groin injury. He was limited on Wednesday and now they're saying his status for Sunday is unknown. So they're playing the Patriots this week. And that would obviously give a boost to a guy like Taylor Gabriel, who's really producing. You know, Gabriel was still out there in some leagues uh, over the last week or so. Uh, you know, I think people may be not buying into him, but they're doing a really jo- good job getting Gabriel the job. Uh, the, the ball, short slants, throwing to him deep. I mean, he's been a big part of the offense now. He has at least seven targets in three of the five games. He's gone over 100 yards two straight weeks. Tougher matchup this week uh, going against New England. Although New England's not a great defense, as we saw. You can definitely exploit them. But, yeah, Gabriel would get a, a big boost if Robinson is out. Maybe we see more targets for Trey Burton, and maybe Anthony Miller becomes a deep sleeper. Obviously, Tariq Cohen certainly seems to be growing in this offense. You know, the first three weeks, we barely saw anything from Cohen, and now we've seen him heavily involved in the pass game the last two games. So, uh, Allen uh, Robinson owners want to pay attention and have the backup plan, and especially in leagues too, where you know the the last fab period is Friday night. You know that's uh, makes it difficult sometimes. Uh, not every league has the first come first serve, so you got to protect yourself. And obviously, the Friday injury report will be a lot more telling. It's going to be tough for uh, people with the Falcons wide receivers this week what to do because the Falcons play Monday night against the Giants. So this is kind of similar to the scenario that we ran into last week with Randall Cobb and Geronimo Allison because you remember there was optimism for those guys. It seemed like Cobb and Allison on Friday were maybe headed in the right direction. I mean, the indication was that they would be day of decisions. They would find out uh, that day, and obviously they were ruled out. Uh, Mohamed Sanu was dealing with a hip. He did not practice today, so that's not good. 
And Calvin Ridley, same thing. You know, he's dealing with an ankle injury. He did not practice today. So I know Coach Dan Quinn said he expected both of them to play, but no practice, not a good sign. So you want to have backup plans in case these guys can't go. And obviously we'll get more clarification and news on them over the next few days. But tough to figure out what to do with those guys right now. Uh, and remember, there's a Saturday practice there as well since they play Monday night. So going to be something to monitor if you own uh, those Falcons wide receivers. Good news here on TJ Yeldon. He did return to practice today. I know people are starting to get worried and starting to ask about Jamal Charles, but Yeldon just managing his reps. Obviously, they need to keep him healthy. He's going to be getting big workloads as Leonard Fournette is still not practicing and as I mentioned weeks ago, I do not think Leonard Fournette returns until after the bye. The Jaguars are playing uh, in London next week, and then after they have a bye. So I, I think they're going to be cautious here. You won't see Fournette until after the week nine bye. So bye is uh, yelled in a couple weeks. I know Yeldon did not have a big game last week, but that was kind of game script since they were blown out by Dallas. So uh, Yeldon is in a better spot this week uh, against the Texans. The Redskins are really banged up at wide receiver right now. Jamison Crowder is going to miss uh, more time. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's too serious, but he's not going to play this week. Uh, and now Paul Richardson is dealing with a uh, uh, an injury as well. He has a knee injury, and uh, they're going to get it reexamined today, and they're trying to figure out what it is, and they said they want to be cautious. So we don't know if he is going to play this week uh, as well. So it's just terrible. Jamison Crowder's got a sprained ankle. Apparently he's going to be out a few weeks. And uh, the MRI showed that he's not going to miss much time. But, uh, man, they are just really banged up right now at the wide receiver position in Washington. Evan Ingram is practicing in full. So he was close to a return last week, but it was a Thursday night game. So it wasn't surprising, but now he gets the extra 11 days. And since he is back full at practice, you know, he should be good to go. Obviously, the concern is the Giants offense, which has been abysmal with Eli Manning. But the tight end position is just so bad right now. You know, I do my sit-em column, and I have to list a tight end to sit. And it's like, who am I going to list to sit? Like, if you have any tight end right now that it gets any type of targets is on the field, you're going to play him. So it's really hard to kind of list a tight end to sit, especially near the top. But I got to do it, and I did list Greg Olson. Not that I would sit him, but he does have a tough matchup against the Eagles. The Eagles have been uh, the allowed the fewest points to tight ends this year, and they've gone actually against some good ones. You know, I think they had Ebron they held in check, uh, so they've done a nice job. So I'm not saying, and I've always said this with the sit-em combo, you don't have to sit those guys. People read that, and then they start asking me questions. Oh, you said this guy was in your sit-em column. Do I sit him? Again, it's all contextual. It all depends who you have and who you're comparing him to. And, again, there might be a lot of scenarios where you play Olsen this week, but maybe you picked up Olsen and you have a, a top tight end, then uh, I'd probably go in the other direction. But, you know, for all those specific questions, you could always hit me up on the message boards in the forums at scalfantasysports.com. DeAndre Hopkins did not practice today with a foot injury, so we'll see if this is serious or not. Obviously, with Hopkins, they're going to be cautious, and we've seen a lot of these veterans, even on Wednesdays and Thursdays, sit them out if they have anything bothering them, and especially a guy like Hopkins, which is so important for the team. So he obviously has a tough matchup this week. 
uh, against Jalen Ramsey. But still, you're going to use Hopkins. You, you get him out there. Remember, these elite wide receivers, they're the tough matchup for the opposition as well. So, yeah, Hopkins might not go off for 150 yards this week. But still, we've seen Hopkins have success against Jacksonville last year. He scored two touchdowns in two games. So, you're going to get Hopkins in there and could also be a interesting uh, contrarian play in DFS as well because he's probably not going to be highly owned this week, and especially if people are looking at the injury report from today. Terrell Pryor is dealing with a groin injury. He did not practice today, so it's not looking good for him. The Jets are already shorthanded. No Quincy Anua. He's out with that high ankle sprain. So as we mentioned the last couple days, Jermaine Curse is in a really good spot. Ten targets last week. The Vikings are vulnerable against slot-wide receivers. That's the way to attack them, and that's the way the Jets' offense goes through, the slot-wide receivers. So Jermaine Curse in a good spot this week. Isaiah Crowell, he has a foot injury now. He did not practice today. So uh, same thing kind of happened last week. Either way, Crowell's in a bad spot this week. The Vikings have allowed one rushing touchdown to running backs this year. They've been really stingy. They actually held Gurley to under 90 yards this year. So tough matchup for Crowell, and you probably don't want him in your lineup. And Theo Riddick did not practice today. He did not practice Wednesday either. So that would be really good for Kerryon Johnson, who maybe catches more passes and see more snaps on the field. And I know a lot of people have been waiting for that. When we return, I'm going to be joined by Steve Renner, Scout DFS. We're going to take a look at the Week 7 slate. It's pretty interesting. Who should you play? Who should you avoid? We'll let you know next at Scout Fantasy Sports on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Random Ronis here till 8 p.m. Eastern as we get you set for Week 7, Broncos and Cardinals tonight. You can check out all my work, ScoutFantasySports.com. Got the Week 7 sit article up. Ask your questions on the message boards and forums anytime and check out Scout DFS for NBA, NHL, and NFL. If you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports, but are sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, try the Props Builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forget having to create multiple lineups, ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches, and avoid experts winning 90% of the money. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps, and if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can receive a 50% deposit bonus. No more dealing with late lineup scratches, no experts to compete against, just you and the prop that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag, enter promo code FNTSY upon sign-up, and choose your matchups using the Props Builder tool. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. Time now to bring in Steve Renner from Scout DFS. Steve, what's up tonight? Hey, how's it going, Adam? How you doing? Pretty good. Uh, before we get into DFS, uh, I know you're a big Saints guy, and Ted Ginn being put on injured reserve today, and Traquan Smith's been a big topic. A lot of people asking about him. We saw Cameron Meredith also 
have his one of his better games uh, with Dick getting out five for seventy one. Obviously, Smith the bigger game over a hundred yards and two touchdowns, and Smith played more snaps. How do you see this panning out? Who's the better guy to own in fantasy the rest of the way? Is it Meredith or Traquan Smith? That's a tough question. Depends on the format, but I'll tell you, the the Ginn injury specifically is going to impact uh, Traquan Smith a lot more, just because of the type of routes that that Ginn would run, uh, where he would line up, even uh, some of the the rushing attempts that they would get him. Uh, they'd run him on, on a lot of ghost routes at times, and that that's going to be more Traquan. You know, Cam Meredith is is going to be more in the slot. Although I I think we're going to see Meredith um, line up on the outside a little bit more, so he he does get. Certainly just the opportunity boost that's there. Um, Austin Carr is, is someone that's going to be on the field quite a bit. He's mostly been just more of a, of a run blocker uh, so far at this point. He's not seeing a lot of targets. But, it, you know, Trey Corn is someone I have a lot of in, in best ball formats. And I think that if you're looking for that big play guy, if you get rewarded on, obviously, long touchdowns, uh, Trey Quan is is the guy that you want to get. Uh, Cameron is, is, is going to be more kind of your steady week to week, get you a few catches and, and whatnot. But um, this really is a process of them moving the era to to Traquan and, and getting him more involved. I think Meredith was going to be involved even more as, as he got healthier, and they just looked at it and said, "There's there's really no point in us waiting for for Ginn to get healthy. We need the roster spot elsewhere. So um, go ahead and make the move now." Uh, let's talk quickly about tonight's game cardinals and broncos is there anyone that you like tonight if you're playing the full slate or include it if you have this game on a slate that you're playing yeah so i would uh, look on the showdown slate tonight uh obviously you, you got to be uh, pretty accurate to nail but david johnson you know both actually both sides of running games should be in good spots tonight both teams have, have really gotten gash on the ground uh denver i want to say it's like over 700 yards total in, the, in their last three games so if David Johnson was ever going to do it, we got to think it's tonight. Um, and he would be the guy uh, that I would lock in on as your captain MVP for tonight. But, you know, the full slate, um, the, the the Sunday night and Monday night games are easily the, the two highest scoring games this this week. Um, Monday night, certainly the game in Atlanta, that all games in Atlanta this year have been high scoring, and, and that one should be the same. And then the Sunday night game with, with the Chiefs on it, and – when you get to Sunday night, Monday night, you're going to want to play those games, but the theory on playing a two-game slate is completely different than playing it on the main slate. So I'm locking in David Johnson. I'm locking in Saquon Barkley. And then in that Sunday night game, you really got to look at, I think, the, the Andy Dalton-AJ Green combination. They've been deadly on the road, uh, and Dalton has been pretty consistent so far this year. And, you know, a lot of people will go to Mahomes, but I, I would suspect that Dalton even on the full slate, is going to come in under uh, 5% in that combination there. So, yeah, I really like the full slate. Um, David Johnson is the guy I love tonight, and J.J. Nelson is kind of my long shot touchdown. Okay, interesting there, J.J. Nelson. Uh, no one's really talked about him this year. We haven't seen much of him either. No, and I would only talk – look, it's a, that's a showdown play, right? You're right. not going to want to – there's way too many other better options for the main slate, but – um, yeah, I, I kind of like the over tonight uh, as a sneaky play. I think a lot of people are down on the game, but I do think he goes over. Talking to Steve Renner, Scout DFS, as uh, we look ahead to the Week 7 slate. And as he mentioned, it's pretty interesting this week because you have two of the high-scoring games that are not included in the main slate with the Bengals, Chiefs, Sunday night, Falcons, Giants, 
on Monday night. And, of course, uh, no Chargers-Titans because that game is in London, 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Sunday morning. So when you take a look at quarterbacks this week, you know, who are you leaning to? And are there a lot of options or you have the pool narrowed down to a couple? There's a lot of options, but there are a lot of options because there's no clear top guy, you know, so everyone has kind of come back to the middle with, with no Mahomes out there, um, no Rodgers. Matt Ryan's been great for, for DFS this year. He's not on the main slate. So, you know, if you're looking, the one thing this week, Adam, is that the price, as far as I'm concerned, everyone is virtually free, it seems, on DraftKings this week, which um, we'll get into on the wide receivers. But even someone like Gurley, who had a huge game last week, had his price come down for some reason, and his, his matchup is just as good this week. So you don't have to worry too much about price. And I, and I say that because you got Jared Goff sitting up at 6,600, and it is the highest total. It's also the same. It's a rematch of the game last year in the, in the same stadium that had almost 80 points in it. Um, I, I do expect the Niners to come out and, and put up some points on the Rams. The only thing about that is Goff, even in that game, only threw 28 times. So I don't really feel like you know Goff is – even though, like I said, the pricing is not a big deal, I'm not going to go to him. Um, the, the Carson Wentz and Cam Newton and Baker Mayfield tier, kind of right at 6000 and below, is where I'm targeting this week. Um, I, with Wentz and Newton, you always have a little bit of rushing upside, more so certainly with, with Cam. And then, uh, you know, Baker going up against Tampa Bay, they've been just gold every single week in terms of DFS. I know they fired Mike this week, but... Coaching change isn't going to solve all the problems on defense this week. So, you know, if ever you want to take Baker Mayfield, I think you would do it. But even in that spot at his price, the Browns really aren't built to blow teams out. Um, so it's a week where I don't think you have to worry too much about quarterback. You want to get someone who's going to be in a situation where they're going to be throwing the ball more um, and, and kind of target maybe one of the, the teams that's a funnel defense. And believe it or not, Adam, I like Joe Flacco against my Saints. Uh, I was going to ask you about him. I thought you might. I was going to make sure that you weren't being uh, biased here. No. I was going to ask you about Flacco. Yeah, so I'm kind of building up to it there, right? So you know, the Saints' rush defense has been really good. Um, and you look at the Ravens, even though they they try to be consistent with the running game, it's really not a serious threat for them. So I think Flacco with with the three receivers he's got out there that are all playing pretty well right now. It's been a really good spot at, at his price, 5400 He's going to give you at least 3X, I think, this week um, with a little bit of upside for 4X if it does turn into a shootout. And then the guy I was kind of high on, and, and I know my partner Scott DFS, Chris Rose, has been high, high on him for weeks, is C.J. Beathard. And I was high on him before the Monday night game, and then he, of course, had that great game against Rodgers and the Packers, and now everyone seems to be on him as well. Uh, but certainly don't overlook him. He's, he's dirt cheap, and um, he's playing really well right now. So, Yeah, he certainly has. And, uh, I don't, you know, it might increase his ownership a little bit, but like you said, there's just so many potential quarterbacks this week that maybe you don't have to worry about it too much. Are you tempted by Drew Brees at all? We know outdoors on the road, good defense, but he's only 5,700. Would you consider him, or is this a tough spot for him? No, it's a tough spot for him. Um and, and I don't see him getting the yardage here. So, you know, Breeze, you know, is one of those quarterbacks who the touchdowns are always going to uh, be there. And I do think, you know, he's got a couple options in this game in the, in the passing game that he's going to be targeting. But it's a lot of it's going to be, I think, underneath. They're going to utilize the back tight ends a lot this week. So I don't see Breeze having 
a huge yardage upside uh, in this game, and you know, that Ravens defense is, is good, So um, as we've seen. So that, it's really not a spot that we want to touch on. And the one thing with the Saints to, to monitor is both of their guards missed practice today. And, you know, that's something that could be – I would expect both of them are going to play this week, but if either one of them are out, that even, I would think, would downgrade Breeze even more this week against that Ravens defense. Would you consider Mitch Trubisky this week? He's coming off two really good games. He's home against the Patriots, and he's fifty six hundred. No, I don't love the. I don't love what I think the game flow in this game is going to be, and that is, I look at the the Patriots, and they're going to see the the Bears and what teams are doing, where um, you know they're, they're basically just attacking Khalil Mack with with the running game, and the Dolphins had some success with that last week, and I kind of expect the Patriots going on the road to rely on the run game more, really speed the game up, if you will. And on the flip side, from the Bears' perspective, I know Jordan Howard is, is really kind of a hot button right now, but you would expect this, if any logic comes in, that the Bears would rely upon Howard more in this spot this week. You know, cooler game at home on the, on the grass. So uh, Trubisky, he hasn't looked good if you just look at his football sense. He's, he's carved apart some bad, bad teams, and they've been able to get some guys in space and have them running, but... I'm not banking on that happening again this week. Would you at all consider Derek Anderson at 4,300 going against the Colts because it saves so much money? I would. Since salary was an issue, but what, you know that is a big savings there. Would you? You would? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, yeah, and and look, if yeah, Gurley is going to be the the big driver here this week, I think on pricing. But if you go after that and you want to pay up for maybe the receivers, you do want to kind of go down on on the quarterbacks this week, and so he's. He's someone that has proven in the past that he can step in um, and, and be somewhat reliable. The targets aren't very good there. I do like McCoy, uh, someone in this matchup, so I, but I don't, I don't expect Anderson to be throwing to him too much. But yeah, forty three hundred. You're, you're. I mean, one big play, and he's going to easily give you enough value. And like I said at the beginning, there was, there is no quarterback this week who is clearly above everybody else, and I would not expect. I wouldn't be shocked if this is the week where we see no quarterback get 30 points this week on, on either side. So certainly paying down a quarterback is, is not going to kill you this week. Yeah, as we've seen, a lot of the top quarterbacks are in tough spots this week, so that could be correct. Would you consider Kelvin Benjamin pairing with him? I know he sucks, but people, you know, you look <laughs> at the history, and he has worked with Derek Anderson before. Could you even go in that direction, or is it just uh, too much of a risk since he's been so bad? Well, I have rostered players who sucked before. Uh, so <laughs> I think we all that, have. That's been done. At, we all have, yeah. And DFS, you know, we do it and we cringe. And then afterwards we say, man, I either got away with that or what was I doing? But no. I think Jones, who I was on last week, is has, has started to come on. Be the target that I would kind of pick uh, against the Colts. But, yeah, I Anderson, it would be me with Anderson and Jones, or you know, if you want to be a little bit different, do consider um, Judy McCoy. So this is the rematch of that, that snow game that they had last year, which we really can't take a complete blizzard there. But uh, I, I can't play Kevin Benjamin. I, I would rather um, take a loss there. And the thing on Benjamin is, you know, I'm thinking the price is not as big as, you know, I think he's like 3500 I want to say, on DK. Um and you're talking, you get a full point for the reception, but there's about eight to ten guys in the same range who, in my opinion, are more talented and have a better point to them. So 
I'll, I'll completely fade Benjamin this week. No love here. Let's take a look at running backs, and you brought up Gurley already, and as you mentioned, his price went down from last week. He's 9800 on DraftKings. It feels like at this point, like you just have to start him, no matter what, with the usage he's getting, uh, another good matchup. Do you Is he pretty much going to be in all your lineups this week, and is he a must for cash as well? Yeah, he's a must for cash. Um, I, I wouldn't get cute there, and, and on both sides, I wouldn't get cute. But, you know, Gurley, same matchup against the Niners, he didn't second game against them, but he had three touchdowns uh, in that shootout that they had last year, two on the ground, one through the air. On DraftKings, he's going to get the 100-yard rushing bonus, at least you know we would have to assume just based upon the matchup. If he gets the, the expected touches, he should get that. So you're talking about a guy who's got a really tough His ceiling is going to be driven by the touchdowns. So my initial thought when I first looked at everything was, okay, All right, looks like we're having issues. Receivers, so. Looks like Can we're. Can you hear me up? Yeah, okay. Look, we lost you for a second. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Um, would you pay up for Zeke this week? He's 8,100. Is it possible to get Zeke and Gurley in a lineup? It is, yeah. So, so you definitely can. What I was, uh, I, I don't know if you heard what I cut off, but basically I went to put in a lineup this week on DraftKings and, and build a lot of the guys I like, and I was able to get Gurley in. Um, Zeke is someone in this matchup that, that I do like. I'm, I'm really high on, on Camara at the same price range. And so if you wanted to fade Gurley, one of the builds this week is to go Camara and Zeke. Um, I don't think people Zeke are playing Camara this week. Don't you agree? Like they look at the matchup, I, they remember what happened before the bye. They're not. Yep. No one's going to yep. play Kamara this week. Exactly. No one's going to play him. And what I touched on with Breeze is I think it's a short passing game. And you're going to see Ingram. He's going to get the touches. But this is another spot where you're going to get Kamara uh, getting the receptions out of the backfield, being involved in the passing game, and he's scored within the red zone um, out there on the, on, the, on the edges. So I love Kamara over, over Zeke. Um, and you obviously can't get Zeke Kamara and Gurley. That's a want to make the decision between am I going to go Kamara and Gurley or can Gurley come with either one. But if you do want to be different and kind of take a risk here, it would be Zeke and, and Is McCaffrey in play this week? No, I don't like McCaffrey's uh, in this spot. So the one thing with Philly that we've seen is it's, it's more the vertical game from passing perspective. And, you know, I, I took a loss a little bit last week on McCaffrey. I was really high on him. He came out, got the first two carries of the game, looked good at the ground. And for, for whatever reason, they've stopped throwing him the ball. And, you know, I thought that they were going to be heavy on that throughout the whole season, but it just hasn't continued. And that is, is too good. 
All right, a lot more with Steve Renner when we come back. We'll continue to run through the running backs, look at some receivers, tight ends, and defenses as we get you set to dominate the Week 7 DFS slate. You're listening to Scout Fantasy Sports. I am Adam Ronis here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive edge fantasy package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive edge fantasy package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive edge fantasy football package promo code FNTSY. It is Scout Fantasy Sports. I am Adam Ronis here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network here until 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, you could always hear the show on demand at any time if you can't listen live. Tons of content up there today. Our Fantasy Football Wide Receiver Matchups Report. Great tool that can help you uncover some hidden gems. Week 7 sit article. Week 7 Stardom article. Dr. Roto's Thursday Night Football Preview as well as his podcast. And you can ask questions on the message boards and the forums Anytime you want, check it out, scoutfantasysports.com. BetDSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safest betting site. They have great customer service and fast, easy payments of winnings. You can play virtually every sport at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live in-game wagering on all major sporting events where you can make your play at any time during the game. BetDSI is now offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit if you use promo code FNTSY, that's BetDSI.com, promo code FNTSY. So head on over to BetDSI and start winning today. I'm joined by Steve Renner from Scout DFS. Steve, let people know what's going on at Scout DFS because uh, we got a lot of sports going on, some specials. So let people know how they can get involved. Yeah, we do. So lots of sports, obviously, in addition to football the rest of the season. Uh, we've got uh, NBA now starting up, and certainly hockey has been rolling along well so far. People are, are really loving it. So with all the sports going on, it's it's really the, the best time to be locked in on the all-sports package. You also get access to the MMA content uh, with our guy Y2 Casey. So we've got a promo code going on right now, NBA tip-off. Uh, come in, and you get the first two months of 50 off of the all-sports package, get access to the optimizer, get access to all the content, to the flashback on pros, and really, you know, going through the winter months with all the sports going on. Um, and we also have, and we're going to talk to basketball too, which is um, right around the corner. All right, we're looking ahead to the Week 7 slate. been talking about some of the running backs. Uh, Dalvin Cook did not practice today. We don't know what his status is going to be. We saw Latavius Murray come through last week in his absence. If Cook is out, would you consider Murray going up against the Jets at 5,000 this week? No, I'm not going to chase that last week. It was a, it was a perfect scenario, a perfect storm with, with Cook being out, going up against that Cardinals rush defense, which we talked about earlier in relation to tonight. Um, you know, that's the one game that probably gives me the most pause because I'm not going to be very high on Murray in the, in the ground game. I am going to be high on the, uh, the passing game there, but uh, you know, I'm hesitant with Cousins. But I don't, I don't love the matchup going up against the Jets. Um, I, I think I'll let other people chase Murray. And, you know, I, I mentioned everyone's probably going to run away from 
from Jordan Howard, and, and he's someone that's kind of priced down who he just hasn't gotten the consistency in, in the touches, and I think we have to accept that that's the way that it is and that's how it's going to be. But, you know, we've seen him in the past. He's got he's got good talent, and, and it's a good matchup, I think, against the Patriots' rush defense, which uh, has gotten gas on the ground. So I don't like uh, Murray there. For me, in, in the mid-range, it's, it's Jordan Howard and, and Shane McCoy. Um, kind of old man legs and fully, I think, on the turf in Indianapolis. He starts to look a little bit better. Uh, past couple of weeks, get a little bit more involved here, so I think that he's in a good spot this week. So I take it if you like Howard, then you're not on Tariq Cohen at 5100, where I think people might be playing him this week. Yeah, so Cohen and Gabriel were two guys that I immediately thought of in the Chiefs game last week. I said I think people were going to naturally just say, "Hey, I'm going to look to those two guys," and you've got some similarities between the Bears' offense and, and the Chiefs' offense. Obviously, it's Nagy coming over, but. I don't love him here. And, you know, on the, the Chicago turf, plays a little bit slower than, than the New England. And I, it's just, they're both kind of boom or bust plays this week. And I get the idea with Cohen. He is splitting it with Howard. But Howard's going to be much less owned and, and someone that I trust a lot more in this matchup. Ground talking, ground game. talking to Steve Renner, Scout DFS. You know, we had news that Theo Riddick has not practiced yesterday or today. I think that's going to pique people's interest on Kerryon Johnson. He's 4,500, and he's been good when he's been getting the touches. He just hasn't gotten a lot of volume. If Riddick is out, could that put Kerryon Johnson in the conversation to use this week? He's exactly the next guy I was looking at here. So Kerryon Johnson, 4,500. You mentioned it, um, opportunity share going up. Uh, Detroit coming off a bye. Miami, of course, had that uh, – a long game last week at home. So uh, on Johnson certainly is someone to consider down at the bottom there. I think that, you know, if you're Detroit, uh, you know, hopefully I would expect them to come out and try to lean on that ground game a little bit more to take the pressure off of Stafford. Um, you know, the Dolphins defense, it's kind of been an enigma. They, they play well at times, and then they have games like last week where they just, like, guys run free at times. But it's also been kind of a little bit of a, a product of the opponents that they've played at times. But I think that... I think Detroit's in a good spot, and I expect Detroit to actually win this game, which would play well to carry on as the game goes on. So Johnson at 4,500. And then the other one to keep an eye on is the Cleveland situation. If you want to you know, try to dive into the game against Tampa, um, Hyde has, has looked really good. But Duke Johnson, certainly the PPR, that the volume that you get, I think that he could have a, a big game in the, in the receptions department against Tampa this week. Yeah, I really think they have to get Duke Johnson involved more, especially with all the injuries they have at wide receiver right now. We saw it a little bit last week. I think it was four for 73. They've got to get him in the slot more and use him because they're really thin at wide receiver. Yeah, well, and how about just the, the receivers and how poorly they've been playing? And, and uh, Brian Baldinger actually did a great breakdown on it on, on one of his Twitter feeds where he compiled all of the Cleveland receivers last week and all the balls where Mayfield was putting it right on target. And it just goes through their hands. And at some point, you got to say, okay, we, we can't keep relying upon everyone outside of Landry to help them in the passing game. Let's use Njoku. Let's lose David Johnson or Duke Johnson out of the backfield as a pass catcher. So hopefully they'll start to do that. It'll give Baker Mayfield a boost. I've got him in some seasonal leagues where I need him this week. So, yeah, take, take a shot on him at 4K. Peyton Barber's cheap at 3,800, but he's really had one good game this year going against Cleveland. Is it just uh, you pass on him and it was just because of his inconsistency? Yeah, it's pass. He was in a great great spot for that one game, and Cleveland's defense is, is too good. And I, I don't like anything about the Tampa offense this week. 
A receiver, Adam Thielen's the most expensive at 8600 We know he's going over 100 yards every single game this year. He's been money. It feels like his price should be higher. Are you getting Thielen in this week? It should be higher. I, I'm pivoting to Diggs. Uh, yeah, he'll be lower owned if you're looking at tournaments for sure. Yeah, and 7200 it does give me that little extra ability uh, to, to get Gurley and, and either Kamara or Elliott. So, uh, same upside. I really like Diggs here for 1400 less at, at 7200 But you can't go wrong right now with Thielen. I mean, 100 yards every week, he's, he's, he's killing everybody out of the slot, so he's going to get uh, reliable passes as opposed to someone like Diggs is a little bit more vertical. But, um, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to head to my Saints in, in a week. I doubt it. But they, the, the pass guys here are in a good spot against the Jets. So, But I'm pivoting to Diggs at the top. Um, you know, I mentioned liking Kamara a lot more. The, the Michael Thomas situation is interesting this week because with Ginn definitely confirmed out, um, I don't know how much Breeze on the road is necessarily going to rely upon uh, Smith or, or Meredith in the passing game. So expect Michael Thomas to see well over 10 targets again this this week, and he's been uh, one of the best you know uh, target reception guys this, this year so far as far as percentage is concerned. So Thomas is probably going to be very low on. But I, I'm expecting Jarvis Landry at 7,300 to be probably the highest owned receiver this week against Tampa, um, and rightfully so. But in that same range, you really can't go wrong with Thielen Thomas uh, or Diggs as well. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Landry, and we all know going up against Tampa, even coming off the disappointing week, so everyone has shredded Tampa. About Robert Woods for 7000 You know, obviously no Cooper Cup, and Woods has kind of been quietly excellent this year. No one really talks about him. Yeah, and I, a lot of people are, are high on Josh Reynolds. He's going to fill in for Cup, and I, I'm not yeah, – I get it. I understand it, but it, it's something that – I'm not too excited about. I don't like uh, Cooks in this matchup. So Woods, you know, for whatever reason, Woods seems to do well. He seems to be the the, uh, the grass guy for, for them. And so when they go on the road, Woods is, is kind of the target who gets out and runs. He's a very good route runner uh, for sure. And so he he reminds me a lot of Devontae Adams, who we saw the, the 49ers on Monday Night Football. So I, Woods, to me, is kind of more your, your safe cash play. I just don't know if his price fits exactly well into roster construction this week and it's really hard for me to sit here and say if if i'm going to take a ram in this game it's got to be girly over woods for me so i don't hate the play he's just someone that you know i would i would take stuff on digs at for two hundred dollars more um but certainly woods is is in a good spot you talked about liking joel flacco who would you pair him up with is it willie sneed at four thousand in a revenge game yeah some people got on me about this because i I was probably touting Willie Sneed last year as a Saints fan. But uh, Sneed is going to get you his five catches for 56 yards. Maybe they get him a touchdown if, if they're able to kind of force it in down in the end zone. But this is a John Brown game. And uh, the Saints have been vulnerable deep, and they've been deep to quarterbacks who can who can get it down the field. And basically the quarterbacks have just dropped back and chucked it, and that's Flacco. So – I think Brown is in a great spot uh, to torch the Saints secondary this week. Um, you know, and Flacco has probably the best receivers he's had in really a long time, maybe ever, in terms of just balance across. So they'll be able to, to move the ball down the field and, and kind of stay on schedule, as they say. But Brown's the big play guy for, for the Ravens. He's the one I would plug in with them. Um, and he's not going to cost you as, as much as Crabtree is. So, um, 
At least I, I think he's over in the Crabtree this week. But the, the Willie Sneed revenge game, yeah, I don't hate it, but I, I see it just being a guy to get you two X. Marquise Goodwin's coming off a good game. Two touchdowns, looked healthy. He's 4,600. We know the Rams haven't been great defensively. Would you consider him? Yeah, absolutely. So I, every week on Monday, I kind of go through the games initially and, and jot down my initial thoughts, um, even before looking at pricing and try to adjust things. And then, you know, as the week goes on, look at injury reports and, and, and kind of tone it down as we go through the week. And before the Monday night game, you know, Goodwin was a guy that used to hold in this matchup. And then, of course, he comes out and just seemingly goes off Monday night football. So the only thing that really drives up is the ownership. I'm going to stick with the matchup being really good. The one thing about this game I haven't mentioned, the Rams are playing their third straight game on the road. And teams last year and in the past, when they play that third consecutive road game, doesn't matter where how much travel it is, they tend to really struggle. And the one thing about the schedule this year, if you look coming up, there's a lot of teams that have that. So my upset pick of the week is actually the Niners to win this game. And if that's going to happen, it's going to have to be Goodwin and, and probably George Kittle in the passing game that, that really do a lot of damage against the Rams. Interesting. That would be a big upset this week for sure. But you're yep. right, the Rams are playing third straight game on the road as we talk to Steve Renner from Scout DFS. Uh, any other cheap wide receivers you like before we move to tight end? Yeah, so just I'm going to throw a bunch of names, and this kind of justifies why you could get Gurley in easily. So uh, these all guys are 5,000 and less. Leonard Carson on the other side in that game as well. Uh, Jermaine Curse is in a really good spot at uh, 4,100. Albert Wilson, Willie Sneed, DJ Moore, Lacan Treadwell, if you want to get really deep off that. There's there's enough guys there. We didn't even touch on Benjamin and Zay Jones. We talked about other. There's enough cheap receivers on DraftKings this week that you can get two of them in good spots to be able to pay up at running back this week and, and to be able to get Gurley in. So just, you know, I'll narrow it down and which ones I'm really on, but just pointing it out that there's a lot of options this week at, at the bottom tier in, in receiver. Talking to Steve Renner, Scout DFS. Uh, at tight end, do you have the ability to pay up for an Ertz at 7,100 or Gronk at 6 or Ebron at 5,4? You mentioned Kittle at 5. Uh, anyone from that group stand out that you would use this week? I would only go Ertz if you're doing a full game stack and you think that the game is, is going to be really back and forth. Um, I expect Dallas Goddard to continue to uh, plenty of look Eagles here. So he, takes, he does take a little bit from Ertz, but it starts with David and Joku at 4,200. Tampa's been the worst team against tight ends, and Joku is, is, is really blanket about the fact that some of the receivers outside of Landry um, have been very unreliable. And so 4,200 for Njoku is almost a, a free square. He probably will be very chalk. But if you're building a main lineup and starting, I, I think Njoku is where you have to start. Uh, two other guys that, that I would consider below Earth. Um, who I don't think you really should have to pay up for, like I said, unless it's a game stack, would be George Kittle at 5K. Uh, and the game was, I said, I think the Niners are going to upset him. And then Jordan Reed, who's really burned me a lot. Uh, but in that, that Cowboy game, it seems like Reed always tears up uh, us. And if you, know, you want to play the correlation where you've got Zeke on one side, for the Redskins, I, I think you got to take a look at Reed and, and just hope that you know Vernon Davis doesn't vulture his touchdown again like he did last week at the beginning. So the tight end, it's Tight end's been you, – you, you've seen this, Adam, but like you talk about in seasonal, tight end has, has been so bare this season. You don't really trust Gronk in DFS. There's no Kelsey on this slate. So you almost 
don't really want to pay up for a guy because they're all the same. And you're just hoping that you kind of get that one touchdown or you get 50 yards, and that's all it is. You're not going to get burned by fading anybody at tight end. Yeah, and last week we saw Hooper came through cheap, Uzoma. Uh, so there were a few guys that came through cheap. Uh, Nujoko as well. He's been getting so many targets lately, and that's why he's in a good spot. Uh, and Jordan Reed, I mean, there's the lack of weapons there. He's actually healthy. Everyone's getting hurt on the Redskins except Jordan Reed, and we have yet to see him produce. He's got to come through one of these weeks. So maybe and this is it. And he's got a quarterback. Yeah, he's got a quarterback who's notorious for throwing to the tight end. Right? It, it's like everything is there, and, and yet – the production's just not. So, yeah, Reed and, and Jordan Howard, maybe this is the week that all the guys that everyone finally bails off of, they, they, they finally come through and produce. Uh, how about defense? I got one that's real cheap, that has played very well, that no one talks about. That's the Bills at 2300 Oh, I thought you were going to say the Saints at 2200 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd have to go back and double-check if the Colts sack rate's over. I don't know if you have it. That would be interesting to, to take a shot on because we know in the past the Colts have been a team to target for giving up sacks. Uh, I feel like they've cleaned that up a little bit. Um, the, the Jaguars are in a great spot against the Texans uh, if you're looking for uh, – Deshaun Watson's just been getting volume. hit so much. I wrote about it yeah. today. It's like 16% of his dropbacks he's getting hit. Yeah, and I think he's been hit 71 times or, or something. 24 sacks. So. Yeah, it's crazy. He's like way above everyone else, and he's been sacked 24 times and you know might have a punctured lung or a rib injury from two weeks ago with Dallas. And he's he, and it's clear he didn't run last week. He had two carries for two yards. One was a kneel down. Yeah, so the, the Jags are the one I like the most. I was on the Colts before they made the, the switch to Anderson, but the one that uh, I think is going to go over that I'll counter your Bills play with is the Lions. Yes, and that, yeah. I, I think you, we, we were shocked at the, the Brocktober fest last week, uh, but I can't expect that again a second week in a row, and I think that the Lions are in a really good spot this week to, from a defensive perspective. Yeah, and that's another good one, too, that's cheap, man. and that's what I've been doing is uh, getting those cheap defenses. Steve Renner, you can yep. find him, Scout DFS. He has you covered throughout the weekend for all your NFL needs. Steve, thanks for the time, and good luck this weekend. You too. Good luck in NBA as well. All right, make sure you check me out, ScoutFantasySports.com. If you use the promo code RONUS70, you get 70% off your first month, whether it's seasonal, NBA DFS, NFL DFS, or the DFS All Sports Package. My Deep Sleeper article will be up this weekend. And I'll be back tomorrow with Dr. Roto. We'll be with you 7 p.m. Eastern here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.